Good morning. morning. Today is Fear, Fear Not, Not Friday. Friday. And it is the third day. Yep. Yes, it is. Because yesterday was my friend's birthday, and I didn't know because we're on vacation, and I haven't been paying attention to the days. Right. So it's November the 3rd. The year is 2023. This is Daybreak Live from the RV. Remote. Remote. Oh, you shot me. So, good morning. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Diane. And it's preparation day. Yes, Diane. Kathy, Elvis. Let's see who else is on here. A few this morning. <sighs> Melissa Lettner's mm -hmm. here. All right, guys. Bob. Laura, Bob. good morning, Laura. Bob, good morning. So, yeah, so this is our, we're somewhere, well, I can say this, we're somewhere in Tennessee. Yeah. We're about to head home, so after daybreak and get everything together, we'll head home. But we ran off together to see if we still liked each other. I think we did all right, didn't we? We did okay. Yeah, we still like each other. We might make empty. We might, if the nest ever gets empty, we might make it. I think we'll make it. I think we'll be okay. All right, guys, so we're going to sing one of our old songs for you. Probably you've never heard this. Yes, you have, because we've sung it on daybreak. I can't remember. I can't remember, so it's it's new to him every time. <laughs> if I gave a dollar every time I turn away, heaven only knows the debt I'd have to pay. Working hard for every penny I can say. Never pay it all before they laid me in the grave. One day I asked the Lord, what am I supposed to do? Somehow I've strayed and made a gap between us two. Is there a bridge somewhere we're told that I could pay? I need to come back home. Would you please show me the way? He said, that's why I died for you, that's why I came, to buy back all your guilt, to pay for all your shame. That's why I died for you, that's why I came, your debt is paid in full by the glory of my When I was a child, Lord, I knew you in my heart. I knew that you would see me through to the finish from the start. But as I grew older, I forgot the truth I'd known. God spoke up and told me I could make it on my own. I didn't see the need for you to guide me every day. You still were calling 
chose to walk in my own way. But I can't live good enough to keep that peace within. Give me, Lord, restore my soul. Save me daily from my sin. And he said, that's why I died for you. That's why I came to buy back all your guilt, to pay for all your shame. it say battery fully charged thank you lord for everything oh thank you thank you thank you thank you good morning frank good to see you here diana frank peggy okay so i'm not going to have scriptures for you this morning instead i'm going to ask you to turn i think ever so often it's really good to visit matthew 24 and so I said a few things yesterday. I think it would be good to visit Matthew 24. And actually, I make this decision very late in the game this morning. And so, uh, if you want to grab your Bibles and be turning there, we'll, we'll just do some reading this morning and talking a little. And I'm also going to be able to keep the chats up so I can, you know, you can send me something. You can say something to me. I'll try to answer to the best of my ability if I can answer. And uh, God is so good to us all, right? There's a lot going on in the world. And uh, one of the things uh, that recently up in Louisville, Kentucky, was with Sister Diane on here, and we uh, had a tent revival and was preaching each night and singing each night. And one of the thoughts was, um, well, actually, my main thought for that whole revival was what if? And, I mean, you could just fill in the blanks with what if, what if, what if, what if. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen in the world. We we don't know what's, I mean, you know, I, I wonder, you know, just like everybody else, I'm like, will this spark into World War III? It's possible. When we hear Erdogan from Turkey, I don't know if you seen saw that clip, but when you hear him saying, are you ready for a war between the cross and the crescent again? Uh, he's talking about the Crusades. He's talking about going back. And I don't know how many of you have studied history and know what's taken place over the last you know, several hundred years, but uh, he was implying some pretty powerful things there. So it's like, what is going to take place? Uh, 
I'm hoping, I'm thinking that uh, this will not be it. But then again, I mean, I'm talking about World War III. But then again, anything can happen. It's not like you can really predict war, you know. Uh, back before World War II, when you look at the Nazis and the rise of the Nazis and what was happening in the world, one thing I can tell you, uh, we got a report, and this is from, now this is twice removed, but Lisa was on the phone with a good friend of ours who was, uh, was talking to someone about 100 years old, right, and that was here in World War II anyway. And was asking him, was there this much anti-Semitism in America at that time? And he said, absolutely not. Nothing like this. Um, and so it's it's just pretty interesting the times we're living in. And so we want to recenter. Now, I said some things yesterday. Uh, and let's let's read Matthew 24. Hopefully, I've rambled enough that you have uh, your time. Now, you see, a lot of times you, you'll notice this necklace. Probably you notice this necklace. Where did this necklace come from? Well, when we uh, were praying, uh, praying, playing at the MJAA, the Messianic Jewish Alliance of America in Pennsylvania, uh, there was a worship group from Israel that was there, and they brought and uh, come around to the backstage and gave us some of these. Of course, invited us to Israel, but gave us these necklaces. Now, this necklace it says on it, in Hebrew, it says, Ham Yisrael Hai. Ham. Ham. Ham Yisrael Hai, meaning Israel will live or shall live. It's in the shape of Israel itself, and there's a little blue dot in the, in the middle. I don't know if you could see it or not, but that represents Jerusalem. Now, one of the reasons I wear this around my neck is because I pray for the peace of Israel. I pray for the peace of Jerusalem. But not only is it in the shape, this was made from the metal from a, a rocket from Gaza. So as Gaza is sending rockets into Israel, uh, actually it's it's scriptural, you know. They, they actually melt them down and uh, made necklaces out of it. So anyway, it's to remember that war with Gaza, and this was before the actual war began. And so this is uh, just a reminder for me. So, you know, in the future, you see that around my neck, you know what it's about now. You know why I have it around my neck. And it's made out of a missile, uh, the metal out of a missile. But when we think about the end time, so I've, I've I put in here the end time, I thought it'd be, be good just to read again. And I don't know how much to read. I figured we could start at verse 14. You should be there by now. Now, Jesus has been talking, so we're talking about, what, uh, almost 2,000 years ago, uh, close to 2,000 years ago, uh, Jesus, Yeshua, is talking to his disciples. He ends up, uh, he's, he's talking about the uh, temple. The temple is magnificent. It has been enlarged upon by Herod the Great. Herod the Great was a, you know, he was a scoundrel, but he was an awesome builder. And he made these majestic buildings. And one of the things he did was enlarge the temple area. And the Lord says, you know, he ends up back in 
two, he says, you see these things? I'm telling you, not one stone is going to be left upon another. It's all coming down. And he begins prophesying because Jesus, of course, knows the future. And he's prophesying about the destruction of the temple, which they couldn't even fathom such a thing. They, they could not fathom such a thing in their mind. Then he goes on. He sits down at the Mount of Olives and his disciples come and they ask him questions. When are these things going to be? Talking about the destruction of the temple. Uh, you know, when will these things, tell us when will these things be? What will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? The end of the age. What's going to be these signs? And then Jesus begins to talk about many things. He says, look, let me tell you some things. Don't let anybody trick you or deceive you, you know. He says, many will come in my name saying, I am Christ and will deceive many. So there's a lot of deception going to happen in the end. There's wars, there's rumors of wars. He says, look, the end is not yet. Uh, and then he goes on and gives signs. But for time's sake, let's jump down to verse 14. He says, and this gospel of the kingdom. And this gospel, this good news of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations and then the and then the end will come that was verse 14 verse 15 the lord says this therefore when you see now we're just going to take our time just walk through some of this okay when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by daniel the prophet now matthew is writing this the Lord says, therefore, when you shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place. And then Matthew, who's writing this in, in search here, he says, uh, whoever reads, let him understand. In other words, get some understanding of what you just read. So the abomination that makes desolate is a term that comes from Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. And Daniel is prophesying of a time when somebody is going to strike a covenant of peace with Israel. He's going to make firm a covenant for seven days. It actually means seven years. So a seven-year covenant. If you ever heard that preached, that's where it's coming from. But in the midst of the covenant, he's going to cause the sacrifices to cease. He's going to break the covenant. Well, when Jesus says, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, he's saying, go study Daniel. If you want to understand the end time, you need to study the book of Daniel. Okay, You need to read what Daniel says, because Daniel has a lot to say about the end. So Daniel, the servant of God... When he's in Babylon, I mean, he has he has visions all the way up to the end. And some of those things, matter of fact, they're so accurate about the things that happened right before what we call the New Testament period that some people believe, you know, that the dating of the book is wrong because it's so accurate. But he speaks about this ruler, this leader that's going to come in and a lot of things are in prophetic mode, so they, they're hard to understand. That is true. But what is strange here is Jesus says, when you see the abomination of desolation. 
why I say this is strange, because the abomina uh, abomination of desolation was something in the days of the Lord Jesus that was in the past in their mind. The abomination of desolation spoke of in their mind. Yes, it was written by, uh, of prophesied by Daniel, but it was speaking of the time when Antiochus Epiphanes, Epiphanes means God manifests, laid siege on Jerusalem. He comes into the temple. He sets up over the altar. He sets up an idol of Zeus over the altar. Okay. And he sacrifices swine's blood in the temple, pig's blood in the temple. To, yes, to desecrate, to make abominable, to desecrate the temple. And, of course, uh, that was in the past in Jesus' day. So when Jesus says, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet, it seems that the Lord is referring to something future. But how many of you know that there's no new thing under the sun? Amen. How many of you know that? What is going to happen is what has happened. We even know that now. Look at what's happening. In that, our world, when people are saying exterminate the Jews. Lord Would you ever have believed that the time of Nazi Germany would come back on the world? Could you ever believe that demonic principality could be at least unleashed again? I mean, how, we. How many times will we say never again? Yeah. And it happened again. Yeah. And so the the it's it's unfathomable. It I can't even get my mind around it. It's like how can people even think like this but what has happened is what shall happen and there's no new thing under the sun the most accurate depiction of what we would call the antichrist is antiochus epiphanes before the days of jesus to look at what he did and what happened which led to wars and remember jesus already said look there's going to be wars wars are going to go all the way up to the end okay now, let's go on and read. This is why. Now, he says, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place. So, if you take a futurist view, now, not everybody does, but if you have a futurist view of this, then here's what that says. Spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, what is the covenant? What is a covenant that one makes firm. It's Israel's right to exist, their right to the land, the covenant. I think it's the covenant about the land and their right to exist. And standing in the holy place means in the temple. So if you're not an amillennialist and think that this has already spiritually took place, but that it's coming in the future, the abomination of desolation is something the Antichrist is going to do, then to stand in the holy place, there has to be a rebuilt temple. Does that make sense? Now, we could be wrong. I'm not saying that we couldn't be wrong. But I'm saying is the holy place he's referring to is the temple. In the temple, there's the outer court, there's the holy place, then there's the holy of holies. And most of you know that. Verse 16 
He says, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. This is the brunt of where it's taking place. Now, this places it. Jesus is not saying, then let those who be in Chinatown, those that be in uh, Russia. He's saying, let those who be in Judea. This is a specific place because of what is going to happen. Let them flee. Let them get out of there. Why? Let him who is on the housetop not go down to take anything out of his house. Why would you be on the housetop? We've talked about this. Flat roofs. The house top is like a deck. Get out of the house, he's saying. Verse 18. Let him who is in the field not go back to get his clothes. Don't even think about going back to get your stuff. Get out, he says. Woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days. Pray that your flight may not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Everything is shut down on the Sabbath. It's going to be harder to get out in Israel. Things don't shut down on the Sabbath here in America. They don't shut down on the Sabbath in other places of the world. But in Israel, it shuts down. Right. Everything shuts down. So pray. He said, Jesus says, pray that it don't happen on Sabbath. For then, verse 21... For then there will be great tribulation. Jesus is the one that, that coins the phrase great tribulation. We didn't make it up. Preachers didn't make that up. That's Jesus talking. Okay? And then he says, such as has not been since the beginning of the world, until this time, no, nor ever shall be. Until this time, is he talking about the time of that day? Or the time that's been in the past, I would say he's talking about both. Basically, he's think, saying, you think Antiochus Epiphanes and what happened there was bad? It's nothing like what's coming. Now look in our day, the Holocaust. It's going to be worse. Something coming is worse. How do we know this? Because when this happens, the return of the Lord comes. And therefore, it's never going to happen again. Nor now ever shall be. Verse 22. Now, look, listen to this. This is really interesting. Here's what the Lord Jesus says. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. What? The Lord Jesus. Now, you could not fathom a war in the days of the Lord Jesus that could destroy all flesh. Where could a war, how could there be a war that would destroy all flesh? Basically, he says, if God doesn't shorten the days, no flesh will be saved. None. Which only become possible in the last hundred years. Am I right? Now, now the nations of the world have the ability to absolutely wipe the life off of this planet. And the Lord Jesus says, in this day, in this last time, in this end time, it's going to be so bad that if God did not shorten the days, nobody would make it out. That's how bad it's going to be. No flesh would be saved. But the last half of this, part B of this verse says, but for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. He will not, for the elect's sake, it's going to be shortened. There's going to be a remnant. There's, there's going to be a salvation that takes place. Verse 23. Then, 
When is then? Then in that time. If anyone says, look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. Don't believe it. Don't let anybody deceive you. Okay? Why? For false, verse 24, for false Christ and false prophets will arise. Now, when we study 2 Thessalonians, this is another time when God says, I'm going to send a great delusion that they shall believe a lie. People are going to believe lies. You say, is it possible that people would believe lies when they know the truth? Look at what's happening in the world today. People are believing lies right now. Total lies. And they're totally convinced of it. False Christ, false prophets will arise, but they're not just going to be preachers. Okay, I'm saying this to my brothers and sisters. And teach your children. Is this going to be in our day? Is it going to be in the days of our children? Is it going to be in the days of our grandchildren? Here's what I know we are supposed to do. Teach your children well. And shall show great signs and wonders to deceive. We're not just talking about false Christ and false prophets that preach a good message or they are very charismatic in their speaking. No, we're talking about false Christ and false prophets that are going to show great signs and wonders, but they're leading people away from the truth of Yeshua, of Jesus. And God is going to send this strong delusion. God is going to allow this delusion. Why does God say he's going to allow it? Because those who hate the truth and do not love the truth, he's going to seal them up in their hardness of heart. It's kind of like Pharaoh, when Pharaoh's heart is hardened against God, and he hardens his heart against God, and then God hardens his heart. It's, same way, it's like, okay, you don't want me? You don't want nothing to do with me. You don't want to hear my word. You don't want to hear my truth. Then I'm going to allow you to believe a lie so that you will be damned with all those who hate God and hate the truth. Because the spirit of Antichrist is in the world. Do you know the spirit of Antichrist has been in the world since the days of the New Testament church? Till now. Matter of fact, John the Apostle says there are many Antichrists. Like, oh, the Antichrist, yes, the Antichrist. It's all going to build up in the end time game, in the end game, in the end show, in the end time. But until that time, there's many Antichrists. Antichrist comes in many forms. Now, he would deceive, if possible, even the elect. God's not going to allow that. Verse 25, see, I have told you beforehand. So Jesus like, okay, now, now don't, see, I've told you and I've had Matthew write it down for the other generations. <laughs> Verse 26, therefore, if they say to you, look, he's in the desert, don't go. Or look, he's in the innermost rooms. Hey, hey guys, Christ is back. You know where he is? He's over in such and such place. I heard he's over in the desert. He says, uh-uh, don't you go and don't you listen to him. It's not going to be that like that. Do not believe it, Jesus says. Verse 27, for as the lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. You can't miss it. It's not going to be something in secret that a few people know and other people don't know. 
when the Lord returns, it's going to be like lightning flashing from the east to the west. You're going to see it and you're going to know it. So don't listen to any false reports of the Messiah is in Africa. The Messiah is in Egypt. The Messiah, Don't listen to that. Okay? It's all false Christ, false prophets, he says. Verse 28, for wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will be gathered together. He's talking about when he comes back, Katie barred the door. I don't know where that phrase came from. When he comes back, it's happening, okay? When he comes back, it's this is describing, he says, what's going to be the sign of your coming? This is describing his coming. This is how he said to look for his coming, okay? Verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, the stars will fall from heaven, the powers of heaven will be shaken immediately after the tribulation of those days. Then, verse 30, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. Son of Man, remember, Son of Man is a title from the book of Daniel. So why they get so ticked off when Jesus says, Son of Man. They're like, who do you think you are? Because the Son of Man is a is a figure from the prophecies of Daniel that is given the king. He's a king and he has a kingdom and all the nations serve him. The son of man, all nations serve him. And so it's a title from the book of Daniel that when he says it, he's like, okay, I'm cueing you. Read Daniel, read Daniel, read Daniel. Then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. They'll go, oh, no, we got it wrong. We went down the wrong path. They will see, they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. They will see. Who's the they? The tribes of the earth. They're mourn. They're mourning why? They see, uh-oh, the day of his wrath has come. We messed up. We followed the wrong dude. Verse 31. Here's what's going to happen immediately after the tribulation. He will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet. The shofar, the trumpet, is going to blast. I've talked about this a lot. And what's the angels going to do? The angels will gather together his elect from the four winds. From one end of heaven to the other. They're gone. They're scattering. Why? Because the Lord has disciples from one end to the other. North, south, east, and west. He's got disciples. He's got elect. He's got followers. Then he says, Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its branch has already become tender, puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is nigh. He's saying, look for the signs. You know it's close when you start seeing the signs. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Assuredly, I say, this generation will by no means pass away till all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means 
pass away. You either believe that or you don't. Okay? I'm about to end. I know we've went long here, but I think this is good. I just love, I love, I love, I love reading the words of my Lord and my King. Verse 36 says, But of that day and hour, no one knows. Not even the angels of heaven. But my Father only. That's why, <laughs> well, you think it's time? I'm like, I don't know. That day and hour, I don't know. The angels don't even know. The Father knows. My personal opinion, now that the Lord Jesus is back with the Father and on the right hand of the Father, I'd say he probably knows, you know. But the Father only actually knows, and he says it's time. But as the days of the uh, but as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered in the ark. They did not know until the flood came, took them all the way, took them all the way. So also will the coming of the Son of Man be. And then he goes on into two will be in the field, one will be taken, another will be left. It's amazing, amazing, amazing prophecies. And so let that comfort you when you see trouble going on in the world. I don't know if it comforts you or troubles you. But uh, as I was sharing yesterday, the Bible is very clear about a gathering back of God's people from the nations, the national Israel we're talking about, uh, and putting them back in the land from all the nations. Uh, but all that being said, you know, they're not dwelling safely right now. And this is why I say, you know, it seems to me that we have not reached the, yet, that point yet where they dwell safely. And so how, what's, going to what's it going to take for there to be some kind of a, a safety agreement? I don't know. I don't know. But we can trust the words of Jesus. We can trust the words of Yeshua. Can I get an amen to that? We can trust him. Amen. We can trust him. He says, look, don't let it trouble you, okay? All this is going to happen, but now I'm giving you the signs of when it's really going to go down and when it's going to be worse than ever before, okay? When you see the abomination of desolation standing in the holy place, which tells me the temple has to be rebuilt. Uh, a lot of things are going to happen. So I love you. I hope this helps you. End time paradigm and frames are, are, are not easily... You know, most of the time what everybody does is just believes whatever you believe what you told and what you hear preached until you study it out yourself. Now my encouragement is study it out. Yourself. Amen. Read it yourself. Because many times what you hear people preaching is what they've always heard preaching, and they are preaching what they heard preaching. Just make sure that you get your beliefs from scripture. That's why I always say, check me out. As I read the scripture, you read them with me. You check me out. Amen. You, let's see if, if God's saying these things. or Because I, we all have opinions. But what really matters is what the Word of God actually says. That's what really, really matters. So I love you guys. Hope this has been an encouragement to you. Um, as we just keep praying for one another. Matter of fact, let's pray right now in the name of Yeshua. Jesus, God, help 
what's going on in this world. Lord, we hate seeing any innocent people die. We, we hate, uh, we hate the people that's losing their lives on both sides. God, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. God, we pray for Israel. Lord, we pray for your church. Whew. Lord, be with us and help us to be about your business and get the gospel to lost people that they might be saved in the name of Jesus. Because it's not your will that any perish, but all come to repentance. And so, Father, we pray for that awakening to take place with all of your church and they'll get the gospel to people. All right. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's say the Lord's Prayer. And then we'll say Shabbat Shalom. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the, the glory, glory forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. See y'all Tuesday, hopefully. 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 All right. Bye.